I ended up closing on the property, covering all closing costs, including creating a trust and moving the title underneath the trust, all for $1,800. That's it, $1,800, $200 under 2,000, right? Immediately what I decided to do because the property was in great condition, I found a property manager to put a tenant in the property. Now the mortgage was almost $900 and in less than two weeks of me owning it, we found a tenant renting it out for $1,250, $1,250. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glaspie. And this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. Hey, what's going on, guys? Mike Glassby here with Military Cash Flow. And today I'm going to talk about how I purchased a property for less than $2,000. So, when I first started investing, I didn't have money, right? And I was aggressively searching for a way uh, to, to purchase these properties without putting a 20% down payment, right? Or going out and getting hard money and paying these aggressive origination points and high interest rates because I didn't have money. So one of the easiest ways or one of the most common ways to get started was wholesaling, okay? And so, yeah, I tried it. What wholesaling really did was it established confidence um, to speak to these distressed owners, right? People who were in these kind of uh, backs against the wall and they, they were in these weird predicaments that they needed a solution. That's where it really built me confidence because I didn't really make money wholesaling at first. Well, I sat down and I was talking with a soldier, all right? Uh, here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, around Fort Bragg, many other military institutions, we have this wonderful uh, ability called a VA loan, right? And everybody is pretty familiar with it. For those who are not familiar with it, it's a loan that allows soldiers and service members to purchase a property with zero dollars down. That's a good thing, and that could be a bad thing. For investment, it's beautiful. You can get multifamilies, you can get undervalued properties, you know, living flips, all this stuff with zero dollars down, essentially, no money out of your pocket. But on the other hand, you can also purchase a property at full market value and pay the full price and have no equity. Now, now why is that a bad thing? Well, let's look at it. You have a $100,000 home and you go in and you get a loan for $100,000, right? It's tight. Or if you say, let's say 20% down, you find a $100,000 home, you pay $100,000, but you put the $20,000 down, the 20% down. Now you have this equity. Now, why is that important? Well, when you go to sell the house, you have realtor costs, right? You have taxes, prorated taxes. You have closing costs with the attorney. You have other fees associated. And let's just say for whatever reason, you don't have that money in your bank. The beautiful thing is at closing, you can use that equity to pay for it, right? So let's say you got a $100,000 property, $80,000 loan because you have the $20,000 worth of equity. Well, now you can say instead of getting $20,000 at the, at the end of closing and walking away, I just want you to deduct all of the other expenses out of that $20,000. So realtor fees, yep. Taxes, yep. 
Now I just want to walk away with a check for $10,000, right? But when you don't have the value, you literally, your loan amount is worth the value. You don't have that equity. You don't have that equity. You don't have that option. So you must have cash. Well, I met this soldier, him and his family, they went ahead and bought a VA uh, property uh, with a VA loan, beautiful home, over 2000 square feet, two stories, right? For about $160,000. Yep. Believe it or not here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, you can get a gorgeous home for about $160,000. So they go in, they're living in the property. And then one year later, they decided to go ahead and do a refinance to reduce their interest rate. Okay. The common thing to do, but for those who aren't aware at the beginning, uh, whenever you get a loan, you get a 30 year amortization most of the time. Anytime you refinance, that amortization starts all the way over. Now they only owned it for one year. So it went from 29 years to 30 years, not a big deal. But that first year, all of your payment, the majority of it goes to interest only, not the principal. So you, he made no decrease on his loan amount at all that first year. Then he refinanced it, right? So now a year after the refinance, two years after owning the home, he literally has zero equity in the property. But the army does what the army does. And they said, hey, it's time to move. Time for a PCS or a permanent change of station. Essentially, for service members out there, you guys are aware of what that is. For those who aren't aware, it means that, hey, you've done your three to five year uh, um, stint here at this location, at this military base. Now it's time for you to serve somewhere else. Okay. And you don't really have much control over that. The Army or other branches, they kind of just tell you where you're going to go. So he got told after two years living there, buying this brand new house, that he has to leave. So he called that realtor. And he said, hey, can you help me sell this house? The realtor said, absolutely, I can. But in order for you to pay all the commissions, pay off your loan amount, and pay all these other closing costs associated with it, you're going to have to bring a check to closing for $10,000. That's the only way we can sell it. There's no equity there. And the property's not worth anything more. So his back was against the wall. And that's where after hearing that story, thanks to preparation, I now met the opportunity to make a solution work. And I did what we call a subject to or a deed in lieu of, right? It's known in different places as different things. But what it was is essentially this owner gave me the deed to the property. So I own the property outright. That's my property, 100%. But the mortgage that he had just refinanced, that stays in his name. So I'm making payments on his mortgage and it's going to his credit and everything else, but I never had to qualify for the mortgage. It's kind of like a double-edged sword a little bit because he gets to keep his credit tight, right? He doesn't have to worry about bringing $10,000 uh, to closing. None of that stuff. Me, I don't have to worry about a loan. I don't worry, have, to, uh, have to worry about my credit being pulled. None of that. It doesn't count against me. But if I foreclose, I don't get hurt. I lose the property, but his credit gets hurt, right? If, if I foreclose. So he was a little bit skeptical. So what did I do? I went ahead and put in multiple different um, barriers to kind of protect it from getting foreclosed, right? So one of them was say, hey, first and foremost, I'll take care of all the closing costs. We're going to get you out of here scot-free. Second, we're going to use a qualified attorney who knows this in and out. He does this day after day after day, the subject to, right? Then what we're going to do is I'm going to put an additional month's mortgage, right? Obviously I'm taking over the payments, but an additional month into escrow to cover in case I ever miss. 
And we're going to write in the contract that it's automatically going to be drafted and paid if I'm late by, you know, five days, right? It could be 15 days, whatever the case is, to make sure that it doesn't hit his credit. Then on top of that, I'm also going to leave an additional amount into escrow that says, hey, if I do have to use this escrow money to pay the mortgage, this additional funds is going to go to transferring the title back to you, right? That means I've messed up. I've proven I am not capable of managing this. We're now going to take it back out of my name and I'm going to pay for it to go back to you. Now you're back in the same situation you were in the beginning, but worst case scenario, maybe you got eight months paid for free, right? But nonetheless, I put in those barriers to kind of ease his mind. So all that being said, I ended up closing on the property, covering all closing costs, including creating a trust and moving the title underneath the trust, all for $1,800. That's it, $1,800, $200 under 2,000, right? Immediately what I decided to do, because the property was in great condition, I found a property manager to put a tenant in the property. Now the mortgage was, almost $900. And in less than two weeks of me owning it, we found a tenant renting it out for $1,250, $1,250. So you can see that it was cash flowing, not a great amount, but more than enough, more than enough for me. It actually lasted for about two years with the same tenant paying the same amount, $1,250. The property was built in 2008 or 2009. And this happened back in 2016, so the, or 2017, so the property was still good. It was still new, right? Uh, there wasn't many concerns, no HVAC concerns, no roof concerns. So none of these large CapEx items. So we went smooth all the way for about two years and then a tenant decided to leave. So I told the original owner, hey, as soon as that tenant leaves, if there's enough equity, then I'll try to sell the home. If not, then I'm gonna find another tenant. And he was okay. He wasn't looking to buy a house. He just wanted to make sure that he didn't have to pay anything else. Well, luckily in two years, the property actually appreciated and was now worth close to $180,000. I bought it for $1,800. It's now market value at $180,000. That means I bought a home for 1%. Bada bing, my juices were flowing. Yo, I, I got so excited, I was able to, to find a creative solution to purchase this amazing property for $1,800. And two years later, after it cash flowed every month, I was able to put it on the market at $180,000. And here's the extra kicker. By this time, I was a licensed agent, a licensed real estate broker. So I was actually able to sell this property and save an additional 3% in real estate commissions. So I walked away, everybody was happy, right? The new buyer was happy because I was able to reduce my commission and therefore negotiate on the price. The old uh, owner was happy because he didn't have to pay $10,000. His credit stayed intact, if not got better. The tenant was happy because they had a beautiful property to live in for two years. Property management company was happy because they had another very high rent average that they could manage and receive a 10% uh, check consistently over uh, every month for two years, right? The attorney was happy because he made a nice commission. And I was ecstatic because this was actually one of my first true investment properties. And it worked out much better than I expected. Now, there were some growing pains. Absolutely. I had to learn some of the finer nuances of how you speak to the seller, how you speak to the insurance provider and things of that nature. 
But nonetheless, when you prepare properly, when the opportunity presents itself, it yields an opportunity for you to have a successful real estate investment. All right, guys, so that was a quick story about how I was actually able to purchase a property for under $2,000, and you can do the same thing. So if you found any value in this, if you found it enjoyable, if you found any tips or tricks, go ahead and push the like button. Subscribe for more videos just like this and share it because you never know who might be able to take a little nugget from this video and come to you either for your help or maybe you can help them out. So go ahead and share the video and look out for more videos just like this coming soon.